Welcome to the Pictures and Power Podcast. It's episode one of the, the brand new era on this, this channel. It all looks so different. You've got new music, everything's changing. But joined by Jack Higgins, that remains the same. Jack, how are you? No, I'm alright. Eh? I'm quite happy about the, the new name. Um, Good, you'd you know, We're going to be talking about pictures, but... Whether we have enough partner is probably going to be the question. Well, that's 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 the big thing, isn't it? This is this is the <laughs> this is the problem. This is the kicker. We need to you know, try and back it up. But we'll be backing up alongside our sponsors at Akomi and Paisley. They are still with us on this journey. Go and check them out for your sushi, ramen, bow buns, you name it. They're on it. They've got it there um, at Akomi and Paisley. Jack, I'm going to be talking about friends today ranking this season by season just to start off what are your thoughts on friends big fan and how easy or hard was it to rank the seasons of friends massive fan um do you know what actually it wasn't until you kind of sprung this podcast on me that um (laughs) that i realized i've actually not watched an episode of friends probably for about a year and a half maybe two years that's a long that's a long time and not go with any friends, and uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> and, uh, no, massive show. Like loved it as I was growing up. Loved it all the way through high school. In fact, it was one of those shows that, like, um, alongside your typical soaps and stuff like that, like my mum watched quite yeah. frequently. So I, it was always on in the background. One of those ones. Um, so I'll get into it. Like I said, quite quite early. Um, probably it was only like seven or eight or something. Like, like kind of just caught it off. We caught it in the background and um yeah just kind of fell in love with it from there um back when we didn't have streaming services and all the rest of it i had um we had borrowed um borrowed a video i think it was a video ah, it was an actual video of yes. uh, season five but it was only like obviously back then they couldn't fit all, yeah they couldn't fit all the episodes <laughs> on the one fucking video so there was like it was like three episodes or something like that like they were all back to back from season five um, and I would just watch them three on repeat nice do you remember what episodes they were it was I remember one of them so I wouldn't be able to tell you what was on either side of it or right okay you know whether it was the, the end of the three or whatever but it was um, the one with Joey's big break right okay okay so it goes to Vegas uh, well yeah, goes down to Vegas for what he thinks is going to be his big break. He's been, you know, hammering at home about how this is this is it. This is his, his takeoff. <laughs> and uh, then Chandler makes a kind of something comment about like not getting his hopes up, and then Aye. fucking spits the dummy out. So then Chandler ends up leaving him at the side of the road or something, like leaving him in the fucking desert where it's meant to be filming. Uh, <laughs> and of course, the, the, fun, the funding gets pulled, and he ends up just working at Caesar's Palace, and it's a good, good laugh. Horse with no name, please. Is, is the and that is the tune. That is the tune of the episode. I remember, as well. I remember it. No, I was the same because I remember you. You graduated to the DVDs. You had the like the season DVD. Yes, I remember. I saved up my money. It was fourth year because Amazon. You could get like the big box set. So it was like the box set with like all of them in it, and. I got that fourth year of high school, and before every exam I had in high school, I'd watched six episodes the night before of Friends. So this was very much a comfort watch television show for me, but I did find it hard to rank them because a lot of it meshed into one. Like you say, you kind of need to go back and think, what were the stories? You know, what what what, what actually happened? 
season to season. So we'll just need to find out. But let's start off, Jack. What we're going to go worst to best here, right? What's your number ten? What what in your opinion is the worst season of Friends? Season four for me. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's going to yeah, it's going to ruffle some feathers, but I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, there's one big reason. Okay. Emily. Emily, right? The Emily factor is that big. Stander, can't stand her. <laughs> I hate how infatuated Ross is with her. Can't right. stand her. Um, don't get me wrong, like I like all seasons of Friends, right? So this is going to come across like I absolutely hate this season as a whole, but it's the worst for me purely because of Emily. Right. Um, just cannot go it. Can't yeah. go it. Um, the I get there is a big iconic moment when, of course, he says Rachel's name. Yeah, uh, the and it sets up what is going to be, you know, this um, uh, this embroiled back and forth between Ross and Rachel. But okay, yeah, it it, fall, it falls short of the mark as a whole. Um, particularly with that storyline, wasn't can't really get into it. Dislike Emily so much that it, I guess I don't know if that's maybe intentional that you don't you don't like yeah. Emily and it's like whatever. But yeah, for me. I would rank it least and I would watch it the least because I know Emily's going to be in it. Um, it's, it. It's actually, it's amazing how much of a transitional season it is as well because the one where Ross and Rachel take a break happens in this season. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Like, that's mental to think about. Well, it's like, like, it's maybe right at the end of season three, but, or, or I can't, you might be right, but yeah, it's, um, it certainly moves on quick with that one, doesn't it? So, yeah. It's mental. I've got, um, oh, in fact, you are. I think you are. Um, right, I'm looking at, see, I'm looking at season three here uh, instead of season four. I had a load of tabs open uh, for, some, for some reason. It's just absolutely fucked it. Um, but yeah, you're right. Season four, I think we'll get into the highlights of it later because, spoiler, I don't have season four at number 10. I have it considerably higher. So we'll just need to see. My number 10, I don't know how you're going to react to this, right? I think the worst season of Friends is season nine. Yeah, okay. That's that's my number 10. I don't so, really dispute it. It's it's quite low down on mine. That's fair. I just think that season nine, and I actually didn't know this till I researched it, right? But this was actually what they thought was going to be the final season of Friends. They thought this was it. They thought this was it done. And I you can sort of see that. They don't really know where they're going in this season. Um, and I think that this is the beginning of the Rachel and Joey stuff, you know. Um, we've uh, got yeah. the, the, you've got the, the the one where no one proposes, um, where you know that's that's where it sort of kicks off after Rachel has the baby. I think the Charlie stuff is okay. I think Charlie's okay as a love interest, but the sort of fake drama between her going between Ross and Joey just doesn't does do it for me. And yeah. I think I, I, I can't actually think of a memorable thing that happens in season nine, just sort of like skimming through. I don't know if I'm being a bit harsher. Um, yeah, I, I like it when they go to um, Barbados. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like um, what do you call him? What's his name? That's that's Charlie's ex in it. 
I think he's good. He oh, kinda... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the main storyline in that that does keep it flowing for me is the Phoebe and Mike stuff. Like, I love Paul Rudd. I think Mike's mm-hmm. class in it. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, it, it is. It, it, it's a shame because Rick Ross is actually one of my favourite characters, but I think that sometimes Ross's storylines bring it down mm. slightly, and that's where, where the Emily thing comes in. Yeah. And Julie, to an extent, I'm like... His love interests and and the thing around him, you know, not being with Rachel is yeah. sometimes it's just a bit like, ugh, right, okay, we get it. Yeah, um, and it really weighs it really weighs down this season because yeah, obviously right now we have Emma, you know. And I'm trying to think now. I think there's some good episodes that we'll get into because it'll be higher up in in your list. Um, there is actually one very good guest star appearance in it that I think is great, but. Um, we will we'll, we'll see where that goes but what's, what's number 9 on your list number 9 is oh actually I thought it was season 9 but it's not uh, season 1 actually Same. But, we've, we've got that bang on <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I, I did I kind of argued between 9 and 1 between them that one uh, yeah. but the, I, again probably season 1 doesn't get a fair crack of the whip because mm. that is the pilot season it's um, it does. I just think it fails to get going. Like, I don't think it really hits its stride yet. Uh, yeah. uh, with with like developing the characters yet and things like that. But there's still some good, good comedy in it. Um, but again, because it was so early and and what was going to be a really good show, it, yeah, it just doesn't get going for me. Like, um, they don't find good voice yet. Yeah, it does a good enough job, though, I guess, of of setting up what the characters are and, you know, like, it does that also kind of, it gives, us, it gives us, like, some stuff that they obviously go on to then um, flashback to, which is some of yeah. my favourite episodes as a flashback stuff, so, um, so yeah, it, it's just a bit meh because, yeah, like I said, it hasn't got going yet, um, and, yeah, again, it plays on that Ross like just being obsessed with Rachel stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. So and Rachel's so different in this season to what she becomes. She's like oh, yeah. the spoiled rich girl. That's that stick doesn't really stick. They move away from that like pretty quickly in the show, I think. You know? Aye. Like she plays her differently in the later seasons. And but I do agree with you. There's a lot uh, that sort of goes on here. Like um we get Ursula coming in for the first time. Like all of your you know, Mr. Heckles is obviously in this season, like, ugly yeah. naked guy across, like, there's so much that would, you know, return in the show and would be recurring in the show that that's set up. We've got the two-parter, which would become a staple of the show going forward. I think this is the ER crossover, isn't it, as well? With, yeah. with the Turing stuff. Uh, and Clooney shows up as well. Um, I'm looking at the highest-rated episode of this season on IMDb is the one with the blackout. Um and it's Chandler stuck in the, the ATM vestibule. Yeah. Okay. The <laughs> that's a good episode, to be fair. But yeah, again, like, it, um, I guess that's what's so, like, dis- not disappointing, that's the wrong word, but what's so unmemorable about season one is that, mm-hmm. like, these episodes go under the radar. Yeah. Uh, particularly from, like, season one to season three. I think season three is a bit of a turning point, but... Um, like the all mash into one for me that that very early Friends yeah. seasons. Um, Matthew Perry carries the comedy though. 
yeah. like in the first yeah. season or two, I think. I think he is Definitely. clearly the standout. Because we'll talk about actually fairly ha- a wee bit higher up in my rankings. Sometimes what brings it down is when you can see Matthew Perry's been very public about, you know, the yeah. downturn in his life throughout the show. And yeah. when Chandler's not firing, sometimes the show isn't firing. Yeah. You know, the others, but he's fucking brilliant in this season that establishes it well yeah, that, yeah. that's our that's our first agreement that's good that's good to know what's it what is your number eight is it season nine yes it was season nine yeah nice nice so what's let's talk about what's good about season nine because there is some good episodes here the highest rated jack i've got in imdb it's the one with rachel's other sister um so it's the it's the one where we meet amy and she comes for thanksgiving um, and she sort of falls out with them because uh, they're not going to give Emma to her if they die. And oh, yes. I think there's there's so much about this episode that is classic Friends. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think I, it does have some really wholesome stuff, if that makes sense. Like we are, we're getting towards the end, and like you said, it wasn't initially going to be the um, the ending season and uh, the finale. Yeah. And I think. There is enough there. There's like you've obviously got a well-established relationship between Monica and Chandler, and they, you yeah. know, they, their stuff's good. I think they're. I mean, for me, Monica and Chandler's back and forward, sort of their comedy side of things is great. Like Monica, yeah. really, for me, in the last the later seasons, really comes into her own. I think she ends up being one of the funnier ones in the show. Yeah. Um. Uh, again, yeah, I think it's more Ross's storyline that kind of lets it down a wee bit. Um. But yeah, uh, like I said, I like the, the Barbados stuff. Um, it's all it's always good when they go to a different location, and it like yeah. it makes it feel fun and fresh. The Barbados have got Monica like trying to make it um, ping pong table tennis, um, yeah. that goes back and forth, and that's that's pretty fun. Uh, another great episode is where Joey refuses to give Emma. I can't remember what the name of the penguin is. Um, but that is, that's, that's getting my, my nerves and then one of my favourite friends moments happens in season 9 and it's the first time we'll talk about Jack and Judy Geller um, because it's the one with Phoebe's birthday dinner where yep. she just like screams pick up the sock pick up the sock across, across <laughs> yeah. the room at Judy <laughs> yeah no there's actually looking back now there's actually some really good ones I, I love um, the one where Monica sings and again, that's Mike playing his piano and oh like, yeah, yeah, other than that, and obviously she's uh, the lights are down and you can see <laughs> and stuff like that. It's a great one. Um, jo- Joey's getting his eyebrows waxed in that episode as well. Um, one that I'm surprised you've not mentioned right off the bat is uh, when Joey's going for that uh, the audition, and it's Jeff Goldblum as the oh the, my god like, the producer or something. Or the, <laughs> Uh, oh, that is so. What is it he says? Is something about you're gonna kind of go with the vertical. <laughs> like <you're too> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but then he's busting for a, a push, isn't he? He's busting for a push the whole time, uh, <laughs> and he, he like he's he's like fucking wowed by him uh, yeah. at this point. And he comes back and he needs to pretend like he's fucking gonna wet himself again. Uh, I think that's a particularly good one. Um, you got the one with the male nanny again. You got another good, um, a pretty Cameo good there. Cameo there, Freddie Pry- uh, Prince, Prize, Prince, Freddie Prince Junior. Aye, yeah. Aye. 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 What's his name? The original Ken himself, uh, Fred from the Scooby Doo movies. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is the, the thing with season nine. By this point, 
they could do good episodes to come out their arse. It's the overall story that maybe lets it down. And even saying that, great cameos, maybe an over-reliance on them by this yep. point in the show as well, you know, is, is the thing. Um, my number, so we agreed number nine, uh, season nine was your number eight. My number eight, and I don't want to hit in the earlier seasons too much, but it's season two for me. I'm here. Now, okay. I respect there's a lot of, like, this is the Ross and Rachel kiss we get in season two, um, the one where Joey and Chandler lose Ben in the bus in season two. Yeah. It's, it's also great. Um, it's also the season, I think, the clear highlight of it uh, is the one where Eddie won't go. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is, is absolutely brilliant. I just think that it's... I don't. I think it's it's too. For me, it's not friends hitting its stride like you alluded to. Monica and Chandler for me became the centre of friends. That's the story, the love story we've become invested in, and it's it's the good Ross and Rachel season, but it almost feels like this in hindsight came a bit too early. Now I don't know what you think uh, about season two. well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get on to it, but yeah, there's actually some really good episodes in that, and I like, um, I really like Phoebe's storyline in most of season two, because we don't really get much of her in the first season, I don't think, um, like you said, maybe the introduction of Ursula and stuff, Yeah. Uh, but see, like, Phoebe is obviously weird and wonderful throughout it, but like, she wasn't anywhere near as weird in the first season, and I think this is where you start to see the weirdness, and then why she's so weird, because of her kind of fucked up childhood and upbringing because we obviously go on to explore like who our dad is and uh, stuff like that I think there's um, like I said I don't want to say too much because I will speak about season two later but you've got the one with Russ as well which is a fucking great episode do you like Uh, that one? I I, I think it's it's, I don't know what it is about the one with Russ I think Russ just always freaked me out but also in that episode, I think Fun Bobby's in that one as well. Um, oh my god, I think that's quite a funny. That's quite a funny episode as well. Um, yeah. Alongside that, so yeah, there's there's actually some some crackers, but there's there's one that um, well, there's there's a few that you've kind of already alluded to that I think really make season two great. Uh, yeah, and it's it's Adam Goldberg and his his. Um, portrayal of, of Eddie, I think, yeah. is, is just some of the funniest stuff, to be fair. He's brilliant, in it? It's fucking brilliant. I think it's just, it's, it's the show matures, I think it gets better from this point, despite there being highlights in this season. Like, even, even the finale of this season, it's the one with Barry uh, and Mindy's wedding, mm-hmm. and I think it's probably the weakest finale, you know? Yeah. So that's maybe my negative, that's my negative from why it's probably far down here, is like, with every other frame season, it's either a cliffhanger or it's like the conclusion of everything we've been working towards. You know what I mean? With this, it just feels like, okay, we're ending the season. Barry yeah. and Mindy. No one gives a shit about Barry. No. We'd all forgotten that Rachel ran away as a bride at the start of season one. Like, let's be honest, no one thinks about that. When no, think but about what, what the redeeming thing in that episode is um, Chandler and his, uh, his relationship with the... The woman that he does, he gets something he like steals somebody's phone or something, like picks up something. Ah, it's an online relationship. I it, it, uh, gets, it turns out to be Janice. Oh no, that's what it is. Sorry, I'm thinking of a different episode actually. <laughs> no, uh, when I, when I read up. that there, I was thinking of the one when it's like, uh, 
she's she thinks it's fucking Bob or something like that. It's like Bob here. <laughs> uh, that's fucking that's one of my dad's favorite episodes actually. Is it? Aye, uh, because he goes on. He loves to fucking quote it. And he's like, <laughs> yes, those are my legs on the cover of the new James Bond magazine. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you know what fucking McCann's like. That's just a fucking typical McCann line. That it's not Post Street. No, it's right off Post Street. Well, listen, what's your number seven? Um, let me get it up. Hold on. Are you endos on the report? Let's get up here. <laughs> get going. If you um, are struggling with that, you can meet our new sponsor Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> Season ten. Ten at seven. Yeah. Somewhere, kind of, it was going to be middle of ground for me. Um, yeah. Wraps up nicely. Loads of sentimental stuff, but there's no, well, for me, like, no real standout episodes where I'm, like, no. absolutely laughing my head off. It does get more to the, similar to, like, other shows like The Office and stuff, that when it gets to that final season, the, the comedy is, is a byproduct of yeah. the story um, and, and what they're trying to, obviously, conclude with so you obviously get the the Ross and Rachel back and forth stuff again and are potentially moving away um so it's wholesome that way um again you've got a really well established um relationship with Monica and Chandler again I think in season 10 they're probably the best parts of it yeah Uh, Joey I think kind of dies away in season 10 like doesn't really have much to say Um, no that is the one story they couldn't wrap up was Joey, and then and then they made a spin-off for him. Yeah, and it kind of leads to that. So season ten, I think you can mark it down probably because it does lead to because, like you say, the comedy in season ten. And I'll argue because I've got it a bit higher, so we can argue in a minute that I do think it has some really iconic moments. But the comedy is secondary to Phoebe's wedding, Monica and Chandler trying to have kids. Rachel's job, she's going to move away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you say, it's the most story-driven season, which it takes it the other way for me for like what I criticize season two of. You know, it, yeah. that that felt too fragmented. This felt too much like okay, like it's serialized. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and I just realized there that I made a mistake actually that uh, um, uh, Charlie's ex didn't turn up until this season, so. I guess that's one of the redeeming stuff for it as well. That's your highlight of the season. <laughs> I, really, I like him. I think he's great in it. I think it's funny the way he just kind of undermines Ross constantly. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it's excellent. Um, you obviously get, yeah, Joey and Rachel kissing. Again, this is a story oh. that is probably, like, again, similar they to season They wrap it up quite quick. It doesn't need to really happen too much. And, yeah, like, yeah, they do. They certainly do cut it down yeah. quite quickly. Um I think uh, the one with the stripper cries. That's um, <laughs> that's uh, thing we into. Time of view, is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. So that's again, so that's good. quite a good episode, really, and, and, and kind of keeps the comedy. You've got the one Joey speaks French. Actually, fuck, that's a class episode. That is um, really, and I really, really, really as well. And the, the grand scheme, I think so. Some some good stuff, but yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, if you're if you're going to rank them, then it's not it's not up there for me. Right, so I actually think number seven might be my most controversial one on paper because it should be in the show at its peak. I've got, at number seven, I have season seven. 
Right, that is controversial for me. Right. I, yeah. I, I thought it would be, but he, hear me out with this. Like, I say that Monica and Chandler are my favourite couple in the series. They're my favourite duo. They're my favourite linchpin. I think season seven is where Matthew Perry starts to fall. Yes, and okay. When you have that much of a, a focus on their relationship, that it it, it, it kind of ruins it for me. It doesn't hit in the same way. It feels a bit too cutesy um, at times. I also don't think there's as many, like we've got Rachel has our, our weird relationship with, is it Tag? Uh, is, is his name? Like the guy, tag, yeah. tag, like who's like, as far as Rachel's love interests go, no offence to the guy. Uh, I think he's he's a bit low down. I think um, there's the one with Ross and Monica's cousin, which is, like, really weird. <laughs> like, so fucking strange. Yeah, that's fucking and, like, weird, the best of Ross, because David Schwimmer can take any shit he's given in this show and yeah. make it funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not disputing that. Yeah. On paper, the storyline is weird. The one with Chandler's dad doesn't, play well going back to it as well you know what i mean yeah. like i don't think that you should criticize a show of its time like of looking time. At, yeah you know but it, it is at the same time if i'm re-watching friends i get to this bit and you kind of you know ball your fists a wee bit you know cringing like you know so <laughs> um but in monica and chandler's wedding I feel like i'm shitting on the season at this point but i got to we'll get to where you have it there's good stuff about it Monica and Chandler's wedding for me is the classic. It's it's too much emotion. I can't remember too many funny moments from it outside of Mary Gary Oldman. But yeah. I've spoke about it in length. Maybe convinced you that season seven is trash. By like, <laughs> well, yeah, you've certainly kind of opened my eyes to it a wee bit, but I still think there's quite a lot in there. And I was maybe a wee bit biased because season seven actually ended up being one of the, the box sets that I had and watched religiously so I remember I, re- I, I, I saw the cover in Wikipedia yeah. and it was pink and I was like that opens yeah. up like childhood fucking memories yeah. <laughs> uh, there's the blue one which I think is season eight and seven uh, which is uh, the, the pink one like you said Yeah, those two for me were the staples seven going into eight were the, you know for a long time my two favourite series because yeah. I had easy access to them and watched them constantly. So um, I think some of the redeeming episodes, like some of the ones that you mentioned, was the one with the cheesecakes. Um, I think that's a, a pretty, Chandler and Rachel episode. Yeah, a pretty good one. Um, the Holiday Armadillo is a classic, again, <laughs> iconic in terms of in terms of uh, yeah, like those. If you were just to get stills of friends throughout the ages. Him in the, the, the armadillo costume and then Superman turning up with Santa. That's, that's, like, that's an iconic thing for sure. Um, the the <laughs> Nat Partners as well, I think, is a great episode. Um, obviously, this seems to be a bit of kind of uh, debate about Monica's bridesmaids and stuff like that or a maid of honour and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But then me and my just got Joey and Ross just constantly like spooning on the couch, I think is, is class as well, to be honest. Yeah, uh, but there is, yeah, you're definitely right with some of the episodes that just kind of fall short of the mark. I think the one with Phoebe's cookies, there's not really much going on there. Um, yeah, David comes back at one point, an old timer to I fucking love David though, yeah. You don't let off. I'll be clipping that out. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Tell yeah, me, we'll move stuff, up because like, it's, it's going to come back up for you. Yeah. Um, but what is your number six? Number six. My phone keeps saying. <laughs> Take it away. I sent mine to Courtney in WhatsApp, so I can have opened my PC. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> yeah, this. Well, I think this might be one we, we either are going to absolutely agree on it right now. Like, okay. I said, you will also have this, or yeah. you'll have this at number one or two. Okay. Season two for me. I had season two at number eight, remember? I had it low down. Oh, you did? No, you did. Yeah, yeah. So we, I I agree with you, but I probably <laughs> I have it lower. So tell us, tell us the good parts of it, Jack. You have it high enough. <laughs> uh, well, there's like the ones with the bullies. Like I was the mention, what I had mentioned earlier on was obviously Eddie and how Eddie kind of carries that season for me. Like yeah. some of his episodes are just unbelievable and and his so funny as uh, for me it's Chandler's reaction to that as well is, is brilliant <laughs> because they get some of the best of Chandler in that and yeah. uh, what were the bullies like I just mentioned there uh was one that I just kind of threw out there because it's one we've not mentioned yet yeah. um I think that was quite a funny one overall um we've got like I was mentioning about Phoebe's sort of uh, her storyline and how she hadn't really taken off in season one. I think it's good to kind of explore her stuff. Um, yeah. you you got the baby in the bus. I think that's another great episode. Heckles dying. Classic. Like, so just some really good ones that, for me, like sort of supersede the other seasons that we've spoken about. Um, but you could like, that's the thing about it. You could argue either way. Like I go back and I look at some of the episodes of season four. I'm like, yeah, there's brilliant episodes, but Emily is there. Because <laughs> um, I have, I have season four. Um, a bit higher. I've still not spoken about it in my list yet. But yeah. the, the, even though I had season two lower, it, episode to episode, it's it's fucking great. Like you mentioned the bus once, even the Super Bowl. Where, like you can take get the keys. Like you know what I mean. Like that. Yeah. That's still so quotable, but I think there's two MVPs of this show I want to shout out in season two, Jack, that I've been waiting till it was on your list, right? The one with the two parties is carried by Rachel's dad, who I think, in the grand scheme of parents and friends, is the underrated MVP of this show, I've realised <laughs> over the years. Yeah. He is so funny. And the way he plays off David Schwimmer is brilliant. It's like Schwimmer running between those two flats and being intercepted by Rachel's mum or Rachel's dad trying to keep them apart. And just that grumpy fucker's face. Like, I'm just unimpressed by anything he does. Yeah. It's so good. But it's Richard as well, Jack. It's Tom Selleck in season two, you know, with Monica. Yeah. And yeah. I think when we talk about love interests, as much as we loved Monica and Chandler, there's still always that that part of the Friends fan base that wanted her to get back with Richard, I think. Yeah, probably. I think Tom Selleck is just a cool guy. <laughs> but again, <laughs> I, I think yeah, I, I do think that from the show's perspective, like from, from the point of a viewer, sorry, like it's good to have somebody that you actually really like and you do want them to end up because yeah. Chandler's obviously one of our protagonists. So yeah. Like Chandler being <laughs> always kind of in his shadows, great for the, yeah. the show. Um, like later down the line, of course. 
Aye, no, it's good. And like it comes up again in his wedding, you know, uh, just before it where they meet Richard and you're just like, oh, no, no, terrible timing for this. Or it was the engagement, I think. I can't remember. It was one of the two. I'm, I'm I think it was right before the engagement. He was looking to propose and then Richard Aye. was back in the life. And then, yeah, oh. because, of course, Chandler was like saying something of it. Obviously, he's always been flaky about commitment. So there was Aye. this thing about like, oh, I appreciate the maybe, maybe he won't want to get married. And then she has she flips out, of course. Monica's like, shit, it doesn't even want to get married, so what's the point? Aye, well, we'll Richard talk about it. I, get married. I, I <laughs> have know? a feeling that season pops up much later uh, on your list, so I'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, it, my number six was season 10. That's where it landed for me. And I actually agree with you on most of what you've said about season 10, right? The iconic moments that raised season 10 up for me the one where Ross is fine might be is one of my favourite Friends episodes ever. Yeah, I love, love that episode, right? But the, the one that takes the cake for me in season 10, in the myriad of Thanksgiving episodes they had in Friends, the one with the late Thanksgiving, where all, they're all the heads in the door, like, wanting to get yeah. back in, is unreal. It's unreal, like them taking it to the beauty pageant. They said they can get it back. They're going out to watch the game. Um, and then, you know, we get the heartwarming revelation at the end. I believe this is the one where they find out that they, they're going to be parents um, yeah. at the end of it as well. So I just think that's a perfect Friends episode. And we've talked about the emotion overwhelming it, but you can't talk about season 10 without talking about the finale and how perfect it was. For me, anyway, I don't know what your thoughts on the final episode are. Oh no, definitely. That's what I'm saying. Like, season ten does serve perfectly as, you know, wrapping up mm-hmm. all those emotional ties that you've had. Um, you know, maybe at the expense of some of the comedy at times, but yeah, like yeah, just uh, uh, you do get really invested in this in these characters, and yeah, yeah the, the finale is just brilliant. Um, and it, and it finishes and it ends exactly how everyone wants it to end. You know, and it does leave you really thinking for a minute <laughs> that you were that everyone was going to be devastated and um, but they kind of come full circles just, just she got off the plane she got off the plane even the comedy in the final episode with the, the left phalange that in last episode one of the most iconic things in the show that they ever did uh-huh. you know what I mean so it's it's so good but Jack what's your number five bear with me <laughs> again last time it's an exciting show. It's the tension of it. We're in the top half now. This is where the big boys play. Season okay. eight, which is going to be my number five. Interesting. Very interesting. Like it. Another one of your classic seasons. Season mm-hmm. eight. Why? Why is it landing at number five? Yeah. Well, similar to what you were saying about Chandler and his sort of thing. He, I think, seven and eight are probably two of the seasons that we do see a bit of a deterioration and. Himself out with and yeah, Matthew Perry and out with the show, and I think it does suffer slightly. I think actually in this, the the difference in his weight from season seven and season eight is like scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think at this point he's actually sober, but you can still tell that it's it's took its toll on him. Um, but there's no, I'm even just looking through here, and there's like amazing episodes are jumping out at me here. I think the finale holds it up for me because I've not mentioned it yet on my list and there's a reason I haven't mentioned it yet 
Um, uh, well, I don't want to get into my positives too much while you're listing the negatives because I, I actually agree with you. And it kind of, you're coming off of the Monica and Chandler love story here. We're on the downfall of that. They're not quite ready. They're now reheating Ross and Rachel. You know, this is where they have the sex again. This is where they have the baby. So mm. the storylines are kind of, this is friends and they're they're in full gear. The cast know what they're doing. The characters know what they're doing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's one of those seasons where despite them all firing in all cylinders, the overall story maybe lets it down because it's yet another pregnancy. It's yet another Ross and Rachel thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, well, I do. There's like, there's like the episode with uh, the red sweater, and the where Rachel tells, and yeah. it's this all oh, who is who is the father of the child kind of thing, and you're like, well, of course it's Ross. Um, but uh, yeah, I think some of the episodes are good, but nothing really. Like I said, even just going through them now, nothing is like, oh my god, I love that episode. Maybe the one where Chandler takes a bath. That's a good one, but that is fucking good. That's a, I, again, I an iconic that one. Episode. Uh, again, him him in there is is probably an iconic scene. Yeah, uh, one of those ones that yeah you look at those the stills from from friends over the years, and that's that's probably one that's going to be in there. But the Joey and Rachel stuff for me is probably what's going to bring that down. We already spoke about it with, with season yeah. nine. Um, but it just like yeah, it's just a bit misguided. I think uh, they maybe just done it on a whim and were like yeah, let's just get Joey. To, catch feelings for Rachel and of course she's heavily pregnant at the time as well so it just doesn't it just doesn't really make too much sense like um, Joey we know Joey just you know thinks he's dick and all that but at the same time <laughs> like that's his one of his best friends fully pregnant like you yeah. know even regardless of your feelings like you know put that aside please um, <laughs> but Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, yeah nothing really <laughs> that amazing and I think yeah the, the comedy's um, probably not at its best for me but you're right with the finale um, you know it, it, it does it is the beginning of some of the wholesome content that we we do like in the last two seasons obviously yeah um, and yeah that's why it's kind of middle of the pile for me uh, well, I think with, it, with it, that stuff it just brings it down a wee bit with the joy stuff Joy it's a bit higher for me. It's a bit higher for me. It, it, my number five is one you mentioned earlier, though. Um, it's it's season four. Um, I have yeah. number five. Okay. Um, I am a, a as as we all know, I am a big Criminal Minds fan. So Patrick Brewster gets an appearance here in this season. It quite quite a lot. I think Kathy's the name of her character. Um, yeah. Who she's in this season. I, I like that stuff. Chandler in a box classic episode and I know you hate it because the Emily stuff but the cafe stuff and Chandler in a box for me weighs all of that out right yeah London in itself is brilliant and the guest stars you have in that Jennifer Saunders showing up yeah excellent Hugh Laurie on the plane having to listen to Rachel and eventually like exploding classic stuff I think when they hit London that's that for some people that's like the lasting memory of friends like yep. get the follow off of season three the, like the one with the jellyfish like you weren't there like i think is is brilliant um and it's also the one where phoebe becomes the surrogate um for frank jr jr uh, yep. so it, it's there's a lot of like just brilliant friends 
things in this season that while I agree with you, I'm not the biggest Emily fan in the world either, Jack. Yeah, and that, <laughs> I think that's putting it lightly. Um, I, I do think that the good of season four for me outweighs the bad of it. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of going to go back on what I, like what I was saying about <laughs> season eight there, and yeah. the negatives probably in season eight does outweigh the goods, whereas yeah. Maybe the goods, like I said, I was a little bit clouded in my judgment because you just find Emily that much. <laughs> just, uh, that, just when I seen season four, I was like, "That is Emily's season." Can't yeah. involved with that. But yeah, yeah, looking back, you know, the the one with the cuffs, uh, Rachel's boss, Joanna, um, and and Chandler being cuffed in the in the oh, office. Great episode. So good. Um, <laughs> that's so good. Like you said, um, with Kathy in there and and. That is probably the first time Chandler's given a bit of a predicament, really, yeah. in his uh, in his show and his time on the show. Um, yeah. Up until then, Chandler had just been the funny guy and hadn't really had to deal with any sort of adversity. So this yeah. is a good kind of introduction to see how he deals with that. I think that's good. Chandler yeah. in a box, like you said, is class. Yeah, um, yeah there is some really good ones there. Oh, the one with the free porn, excellent stuff. Um, so yeah, it's probably enough. Uh, the one with the worst best man ever. <laughs> Forgot about that even, one. Even this is Janice for me. I think the best Janice episode happens in here. Like an underrated episode, the one with all the rugby, because we get Red Ross in that episode, which yeah. is again David Schwimmer, peak David Schwimmer. But we also get Chandler going on the plane to Yemen to get away from Janice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I forgot. I no, there's some some real jewels in there to be honest, um, and and I was a little bit quick to judge it. You're sure. quick off the draw with it, but we are into the final four uh, seasons here. We are we're getting to that that top end of the pile, and I, th- I actually think I, um I think we might have the same top two when it comes to it uh, in the end. But what is your number four? <clears throat> So I'll put season three in there. I think I'll go with that. Um, I'll need to have a look back actually at season three. But again, I think it is when the show starts to hit its stride. There's some some good stuff in there. Oh, um, yeah. The one with the ultimate fighting champion. Fucking love um, uh, Favreau, John Favreau. Favreau in there. He is brilliant. It's a uh, phenomenal episode. <laughs> the one with Ross's thing. Oh my God, that episode used to have me creased. Um, just with the guy, the guy who's the doctor, who ends up getting off with his watch. I think that's fucking hilarious, that guy. Just how freaky he is. Um, you've got, oh, you've got Chandler's, uh, Chandler's hypnosis tape uh, when he becomes a, a strong, independent woman who does not need to smoke. <laughs> Uh, that's some <laughs> excellent stuff in there. Uh, again, you've got the introduction of Richards, um, or not the introduction. You've got uh, the continuation. The, yeah, well, the the re the reigniting of of Richard, I think, is that's. Yeah. Um, I'm just reading it there. The wee blurb says that it bumps into him again, so it must obviously uh, start to to bring that up again, which is great. Um, Oh, the one where Chandler can't remember which sister is excellent as well. Oh, there's so but many good is, episodes. There is some really good stuff in that season three. Um, it's just and, such a good run. It, it's such a good run. I think the overall story for season three 
isn't really there. We're still in the aftermath of like we were on a break and all that, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, in my opinion, I think this is maybe where we get to, get to. To be fair, like I think in. it's at the end of season three because we've we've still at the start of season three we've got Princess Leia fantasy and stuff. So well, at, the, at the end of season three, remember they go to the the um, the lake house or whatever it is. They go it's the ski trip at the end of season three. I think no, the the oh. end of season three is when they go to the beach. Uh, yeah, the beach. So yes. by that point, they'd already had the break and broken they have up. Had the, they've had, yeah, they must have had the break, but it must yeah. be honest. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, so that that probably brings this season fairly high up in itself because we were on a break. It's just been in the lexicon for so long, you know, like yeah. since that point. Um, so when you go that high up, in season three doesn't feature yet in my list and I'm kind of glad it hasn't so stop there because you haven't mentioned my favourite part of season three and right. what I maybe think is the best Friends episode of all time might take place in season three so right. hold that thought because this is where I have season eight at number four in my list so okay. I have season eight at number four because I think in terms of writing the one with the videotape and the one with the red sweater is the cleverest and best writing Friends has ever done. Like, the Ross picking up the red sweater at the end is, like, an actual, like, yeah. get-the-end twist. It's yeah. so good. And then, like, the Europe story and the way they, they <laughs> like leave that in to the one with the videotape, as soon yeah. as Rachel starts saying it, you're just like, it's so good. Yeah, like, it's, it's not even, it's funny, but it's also just, like, one of those, like, big like oh my god moments you get you uh -huh. know right, and, and like you say just really clever just really clever writing because there's so many ways they could have obviously just shown us that yeah that, or, or, or you know announced to us that it was them um yeah. but yeah to to have it sort of peppered through two or three episodes for it to find and then just to to get it at the end like that it's it uh, really clever really good actually yeah. I think I think also this is where we need to shout out two people again for me. The best guest star appearance happens in this season in Friends. For me, bar none. For me, it can't be argued. The best guest star in Friends is Brad Pitt and the one with the rumour. Like yeah. I hate that I hate Rachel Green Club. Um, <laughs> I think it's just it's 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 brilliant. It's brilliant and it brings you but like they were together at the time, so there's all the whole backstory behind it. Uh, if season 10 has the best Thanksgiving episodes, this might be, um, the, you know, the one that falls just behind it. I also think it's the best use of Janice ever. It's the best Janice surprise ever when she shows up in the same, like, birth, in the same, like, labour suite as Rachel. Like, yeah. and Rachel's just fucking appalled by Janice getting wheeled in. Because you don't expect it. Like, as much as Janice just, like, pops up out of the blue throughout the show... You do not think, I think for a second, and even when you rewatch that episode, you forget that Janice comes in. Every time Janice gets herself into that room, I go mental because she's a fucking highlight. And to be fair, right, Janice, Maggie Wheeler, highlight of the show overall. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's good. Like, she's great. I don't know that she's a highlight for me. Personally. Oh, really? Yeah. I think uh, Janice, there's oh my god, the impression of her voice. I mean, yeah, again, she's a an iconic thing, and but for me, it's like I don't know that she's a highlight of the show overall. I know, honestly, I'm not just, not just uh, 
arguing with you here. Um, yeah, arguing for arguing. But no, well, no, no, I mean, well, I love, obviously when she pops up, it's great. Like, you know, it's it's more everyone else's reaction that just like <laughs> it's just like fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, so. well, me that question and going out on Twitter was Janice a highlight of friends for you at home? You know? yeah. like, she's annoying in a, in a so explicitly annoying way whereas yeah. like Emily just was just so annoying and I don't <laughs> and that, like, I was, like I said at the start was she meant to be like maybe she was meant to be annoying so that you were like oh, yeah. we don't want Ross to end up with her we want her to end up with Rachel but yeah. but it didn't feel like she was meant to be that annoying but she was just really annoying <laughs> really um, just really irritating as a person yeah. <laughs> well let's let's move on What what's your number three Three. Get into the good stuff now. We are. We're getting as if it's not already been class. Season six for me. Still, so we don't have the same top two. I can tell you that. Okay. So season you, six uh, was not. Was it one of the ones I had on DVD? Possibly. I have I a feeling it was. I definitely had the blue one. And I definitely had the pink one. I think I might have had six. It might have been six, seven, and eight. I had. Yeah. Um, oh, mac and cheese. The one with Joey's fridge. Unagi, yeah. So Unagi. This is why some of the stuff is so high on mine. I love. Yes, I definitely did have this one because I had the ones that could have been part one and two. Two of my favourites. Like loved, loved the the flashbacks throughout Friends, but yeah. the ones that could have been in the flashback format are just excellent. Uh, the one where Charlie can cry. Some fucking excellent episodes in there, actually. Oh, mate, you, Elizabeth, Bruce Willis is Elizabeth's dad. Yeah, yes, <laughs> he is the man. He is the one. Paul's the man. Oh, Paul's the man. It's un, un, and then uh, you're forgetting Dick Clark's New Year's Rock. I was about to say, you've got the routine in there. Oh. <laughs> Phoebe's I... running. Phoebe running is so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it's this so could have good. arguably could have been higher in mine, but this this is uh, yeah, this is a great oh, season. Paul's the man. Unagi is just just absolutely brilliant, and it ends ends with, with and that's the one that gets clipped out with Ross going to like see how he could beat up like then <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe and Rachel, and then gets like assaulted. He tries to attack two women in the street. <laughs> I, I think it's unbelievable. I think this is also the one with the trifle. This Thanksgiving, if like where Rachel makes the trifle, is uh, oh, in decent. It will be probably. Yeah. So it's such a for me. Like we'll get it. We'll save it for a wee bit. It's such a stacked season. I'm surprised it's number three for you. That's that's all I'll say. I mean, um, again, like it's probably probably from my ill pre- my ill prepare- preparation. But yeah, like looking back at this, some of the episodes on this are <laughs> honestly it's an old timer. So like it's every episode you go through here is just excellent. It's um, an old timer season, mate. Not really one there that I'm like I don't remember an absolute fucking hilarious part <laughs> in. So. Yeah. I'm just laughing at Bruce Willis, like, like, like the dad. He, he makes it for me, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and I think again, it's where you get some of the best Chandler stuff. Um, yeah, like oh, yeah. again, I can't, nothing really springs to mind, but like I think he'd hit his peak here, and obviously we see, like we said, we obviously see that sort of 
the uh, deterioration in the the second the two seasons following this. So yeah, but he does. He really hits a a, a proper form uh, in this one. Yeah, because even the proposal, like, if you listen to our Only Murders um, episode, Ed was saying how this episode, the proposal, almost ruined his proposal. Has he told you that story? No. He was getting ready to propose to Becca, and he went, she was sitting on the couch watching Friends, and it was the episode of the proposal and the candles oh that my God. he walked into. And then she, she was like, oh, I wish someone would do that for me. Or something like that. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> it's oh. horrific. Um, it's like, such a good story, though. Um, but like you say, like there, there is so much in this season um, that that just gets you. Because this is the one with Reese Brothers building his jail, Rachel's first sister, yep. Yep. showing up as well, the apothecary table. You're right. Oh, my God, mate. Oh, no. Like, season six, this... Right, I'm going to get into my number three in a sec. Season six might have my favourite Friends episode. It's, in fact, I'll save it for when I mention season six because it's a bit higher up. Season three, though, Jack, is at number three for me. It's that high up. The one episode you didn't mention in season three that I fucking adore, the one where no one's ready. It's oh, yes. The breast bottle episode of the show. Yeah. Um, because you've got, I'm Chandler, could I be wearing any more clothes? Yeah. Coming in, they're arguing all night. Rachel can't decide what to wear. It's When the show had to do these bottle episodes of them just in the flat, it, you got the chance to show off these actors and actresses at their absolute best. And never, ever is it more evident or on display than in season three with this episode where no one's ready. Uh, I don't know uh, any other highlights in season three. We get the chicken, the duck for the first time in season three as well, Jack. So you yeah. were saying earlier going through it, it could have been a bit higher for you as well. Yeah, like the race car bed and stuff as well. Um, the giant poking device. The, the game of football was great as well. Like there's there is some really some really good stuff. Um, but like I said, I actually just I put it aside initially yeah. when I was like going through the seasons and I meant to put it back in I hadn't placed it yet yeah so like I said I had to kind of place it on off the cuff there um and yeah in hindsight probably would have been would it be higher than six though probably not definitely higher than eight so I think yeah but is it four? <laughs> it's number four on nine I think um but but three and four are, are both uh, sorry three and eight are, are both for me, a bit interchangeable there, but definitely not up there for the best ones for me, but kind of middle of the pack. Well, I'm I'm really interested to hear your number two. I'm hoping it's what I want it to be, because it means we have the same number one. Yeah, I think we will have the, it will be the same number one now, because you've already said my number two. Which was season seven? Season seven, yeah. yeah. Why, again, why again when we spoke about it, like it did kind of, you know, I don't know, it made me backtrack slightly only because but I spoke about the holiday armadillo and I think that's a, a classic episode. One with the cheesecakes as well, again with the two that I kind of mentioned kinda of off the cuff straight away because yeah. um they were ones that resonate with me. I, I, I don't mean resonate with me, but I watched them so frequently that it became those were my favourite episodes or those were the episodes that I could fucking tell you off by heart. Yeah. Um but yeah, Rosita dying as well, like the the Barker lounger. 
fiasco. <laughs> I think it's a great episode as well. So there's some really good stuff in there. Like, uh, what's her name? Oh my god, mate! Please stay with the one where Rosita dies for a minute, right? Yeah. Because I think that the tele because it's so dark for friends. The telemarketer scenes with Phoebe yeah, and please. Jason Alexander would yeah. maybe be enough to convince me this should be happening. Because that is so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, that's some really good stuff on there as well. Um, yeah. Nah, again, it's so hard. Like, it's so hard to go through them all and say because then even like going back now and just reading these blogs, I'm like, right, that's what happens. But yeah. there's so much other stuff that happens. There's so much other wee bits of comedy. And I think, like, like I said, when you, when I watch these so frequently, they just became my favourites um, and you yeah. do forget you forget the little things that happen you forget what happened in what season things yeah. like that so but um, yeah look, like I said reading back some of the just even the, the blobs and some of the names I'm like these were really good episodes that, that I still will stand by for sure um, and I just I, I do really like the middle part of Friends like yeah. like we said from Probably season four to season eight for me are the strong, strongest seasons. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll get on it. Yeah, it's good that we have the same favorite because uh, season six is obviously where I, where I lie for, for my second favorite season. And we mentioned the universally positive we were there, Jack, about season six. Like, there's so much good stuff uh, in, in this entire thing. The episode I was going to talk to you about that I think might be my favorite episode is the one where Ross got high. I, right, think. I thought it might have been only because of... Uh... Jack and Judy Geller. It's Elliot Gould. Uh, oh my God, wait, Elliot Gould in episode is so good. And it's, it's that, that's the episode where Phoebe has the dream about him. Like, it's, yes. It always gets me. And he's like, it's the kind of, I want to be that kind of condensed milk. Like, that line absolutely kills me. That's the episode where Rachel's making the trifle. And this is, it's Christina Pickles at the end, who really, after being in this show religiously for six seasons, gets her chance to shine. <laughs> She's like, baby, I'm sorry. I think Jacques Cousteau is dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Ross, drugs, divorced again. <laughs> like that monologue that she does yeah. is, is just fucking brilliant. I think it's the perfect Friends episode. I'll go as far to say. I think we talked about how stacked this season was. It's only rivaled by the one that the season that's the number one for us both. But yeah. for me, this era of Friends, you're right. Like when they hit 1999 into 2000 with this season, they knew what they were doing. And Jack, uh-huh. let's continue the positivity because we both have the same number one. Yep. Season five. Season five, mate. Season, Season five. five. Oh my god. This is friends at its best. What are your highlights of season five? So did I already mention Big Break? Is that, that much yeah. one? I think No, you talked about having that on DVD right at the start. 
So if anything, oh, this is the one. Video, yeah. So this is the video one. So I didn't even have this one on DVD until probably later. But yeah, this one here was uh, the videos one for sure. Um, I mean, I could just go through every single episode here, and there's fucking some unbelievable ones for sure. Um, so obviously, following season four, like I said, not my not my favourite. Um, but it, it is the established. Um, lack of Emily, which I like <laughs> straight away. <laughs> uh, but you've got the one with the Yeti, quite a good episode. Probably I'll just start there because it's I'll just get better as we go. All the thanks, <laughs> the one with all the Thanksgiving is excellent. Uh, Ross, Chandler, and Joey being in the one apartment is like supreme. Uh, just you've got them all in one place at one time, and then of course the sort of frustration that comes with that as well is excellent. You have Ross's rage, his fits of rage. The which sandwich! Peak the sandwich, Ross. Wait, the yeah, sandwich. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, this is where, for me, like, because I think overall, uh, Ross is actually my favourite character. And I, I think, think it's because of things, it's episodes like Ross's sandwich and stuff, where you're just, like, pissing yourself at how yeah. He can, like how he actually acts. How can he act it's like that? It's unbelievable. It's Swimmer is my favorite. I would say, I wouldn't say Ross is my favorite character. It's maybe Monica. Strangely, is my favorite yeah. character. She, like, like you say, she has that growth. David Schwimmer is my favorite actor in the entire show. I think in terms of physical comedy, he's just fucking brilliant. Um, like you've named episodes there. The reason why this is my favourite season, and I don't know if you agree with this, it takes everything we've talked about, about friends having to be great, individual episodes and comedy in the moment, but also combined in the right sort of percentage with that overarching story, and see everyone slowly finding out about Monica and Chandler. That is friends at its best, like when Joey finds out, and it's like, in London, like, in the, the best uh, classic yeah. moment. And then you get the one where everyone finds out we have Chandler and Phoebe having the game of sort of chicken against each other, like seeing who would kiss who, uh, and that is brilliant. And then, like you say, Ross's Ross's rage at the end of that when when he sees them, like he's about to get his job back, but he sees them through the window and absolutely goes nuts. I yeah. this this is just peak friends. I think, like, is there the argument that, because season six maybe has a couple more iconic episodes to it, but what what separates season five for you, if you just had to put it in, in a sentence, why is season five the best? Uh, in a sentence, well, you kind of said it, it's, it's yeah. peak friends. I think everyone has really hit form throughout it. And you, again, something that you already said, everybody knew and knows what they're doing. Like, they're prob- there was probably so much improv in this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there is actually because, I, like I said, used to have it on the video and they had it on DVDs that used to get the blooper reels and shit as well. <laughs> and there's so much improv there and you can just tell everybody's having like such a good time on set. Um, yeah. it, it's just excellent. And like, yeah, some of the writing in it is, is excellent. Like, I love Joy's Big Break episode. I think that's, again, like I said earlier, probably one of my favourite episodes. I think yeah. it's it focuses on Joy, but everybody else gets a real good kind of 
depends on what a fair crack of the whiff, I suppose. And uh, and then you've obviously got the Vegas stuff coming on yeah. after that. Uh, Vegas part one and two. Um, yeah. You've got the ball, the, the the dropper kind of episode as well, which is some really good stuff. Mate, I forgot um, all about that episode. That's yeah. that's brilliant because that's right. That full episode run, when you look at it on paper, yeah. Is on like because even the one with Joey's big break that you're talking about, where Phoebe's annoyed at Ross, <laughs> but <laughs> it turns out that she dreamt being annoyed at him. Yeah. <laughs> she's absolutely no talking to him. Yeah, uh, and you've it, got one where Ross can't flirt as well, which is hilarious at times oh, as well. It's that finale though, like uh, that might be the best friends finale because you've got Ross and Rachel getting married at the end. You have Joey's identical hand twin, where he's desperate to get his big break in Vegas. And he's like convinced he can make this happen. Yeah, yeah. it's just, uh, for me, I found it harder than you to separate five and six, because you have a a big fucking season in the middle of the two of them. But (laughs) I think that on reflection of it, that's that, yeah, season five just gets the edge there, but question to end it out we've, we've ranked all 10 seasons of Friends clearly big fans of the show it's the it's the inevitable question do we need more we had that reunion special they did is there a movie is there a fight everything's getting rebooted these days Jack you, you see to varying degrees of success definitively should there be anything else from Friends no I don't think it needs any more now um, but if you you know if you're talking like I don't know, 2008 or something like that, if they had thought about maybe doing another season about, yeah. you know, the one where the one where you know, or the one where things left off or something like that. Where it yeah, was the one with Ben's wedding or something. You know what I mean? A yeah. half an hour episode or a, you know, a 40 minute episode or two, maybe even a two-parter where it was just, yeah, something like that. But I, I feel like now the way that everyone's careers went and things like that, I don't think we need it now. Um, is the thing. Everyone I don't think it would hit the same, yeah. but it would have hit the same if it had only been, you know, four or five years after it had finished, um, or even, even arguably ten years. I feel like now that it's it's so far gone now. Um, I mean, what what, what year? Jack, nearly twenty ten? years since yeah. the show ended. Yeah, I was going to say two thousand and four uh, was that last that last episode. So. Yeah, I think the ship has sailed now, and I don't think I would need it or want it because mm. I would be fear that it would ruin it slightly. And yeah, put a, bit of a, put a bit of a dampener on it. But yeah, like I said, if you had asked me in you know twenty ten to twenty fourteen and some point in that period, I would have been all for it for sure. Um, yeah, I think a future episode would be interesting to rank the the six main cast careers since Friends because I think it's. I think it's harder than you might think to, to sort of position them. We actually look at what all of them have done since yeah. then. I mean, I, I, put, I, I, I think put Courtney Cox the number one off a of Gale Weathers alone. Like, that's what I mean. Right, well, yeah, I was going to say, just yeah, just for your screen addiction. Um, oh, God. I but I think Aniston <laughs> probably had the most successful career afterwards. Yeah. Um, arguably. I mean, Lisa Kudrow has done loads of stuff out of that. I think Matthew Perry went into a lot of theatre. And a lot of yeah. more plays, you might need to play writing as well. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they've all kind of went onto their own their own wee things, and even um, uh, even Matt LeBlanc has kind of 
weird that he was on top gear and shit as well but like <laughs> we've all had those sort of things I think the one person that I would have really wanted more from would probably have been David Swimmer in other yeah. capacities and I think I mean I never watched the OG uh, stuff he was, was, he was good in that I think if you ask Sweeney one of the big things that he's loved when he was in Band of Brothers um, okay. but that was that was during Friends Run he was right. in that um, so when you when you look what he's done after it, I think yeah you're right. Like he's made listen, he's made his money because he was in Madagascar after Friends. It was probably his most famous role. Yeah. You know, is Melman the Giraffe. You know, but you're right. I would like to. I'd always like to see more of Schwimmer because, like I said, he's my favourite actor from the show. But Jack, we've we've kicked off the pictures and part of the era on the podcast with. A, a full ranking of friends. Do you feel good about how it's all shaped out? Aye, I think there's like I think again, like I said, it was so hard doing it when you're when you are just doing it yourself. So coming on and speaking with you about it has changed my mind slightly on a lot of them. Like you, you forget, like I said, I was so clouded with Emily that I forget how class season four was <laughs> and how many, yeah. how many good things were in there. Um, I kind of regret probably putting season seven between season five and six, I think five and six were, for the reasons we've already mentioned, easily the kind of on-form yeah. uh, on form stuff uh, yeah. and some of the peak stuff that we had there. But maybe that's why I punished season seven too heavily, because it came after those two, you know, in my, from my point of view, you know, looking back at it. Maybe yeah, I, just thought... also, I do think you're right with, you know, like I said, when we, were, when we went back to look at it, there wasn't, wasn't too much in there that I was like, oh yeah, those were really good episodes, you know, and, and the weddings, the Monica and Chandler's wedding, albeit like like we mentioned, both probably some of our favourite characters, definitely our favourite couple. Yeah. Um that like the weddings uh part one and two aren't like brilliant episodes. I mean Gary Oldman coming up uh making an appearance is excellent. I think his he's great in that as well. Yeah. Um just some good stuff but like it's, it's it's so tough. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it's it's good when you you do speak to somebody about it. That you can, it's a bit of an eye opener. Some of the stuff there. It's good to talk, you know. Talk it out, folks. It's good That's to talk good. it. Good to talk it out, you know. Uh, but listen, next time I think we're going to keep it Courtney Cox because I'm getting my scream character tournament as the next tournament uh, we're going to do. Um, I will obviously have. A, a horse in that race not even going to pretend that there isn't someone I want to win that Gail Weathers going straight to number one will someone fuck me over you need to tune in to find out but until then it's goodbye from me and from Jackets see you later